The following episode contains strong language, violence, and reference to drugs and alcohol. Previously on Masks and Mayhem. Can I at least see what the date is in the bottom right corner? It is March 3rd, 2062. Here's what we understand. At some point, Yarkalen killed Yarkaven, took over Atlantis. Oh god damn it, I knew your Kardashian was gonna do something stupid. He he took over Ulabrin had a had a fancy name for him, but we just came to calling him the Shocktopus. And Yardak, you're the only one who would know what this is, just from the name alone. It, this is what the Atlanteans in short call the creature. And the baby one, you described it once as your greatest fear, and it is what you got your spear from. No, it's blow beak. And that's from a baby one. Once he took over Atlantis, he turned his sights on us, and we weren't having none of it. You know, he he rallied the people, and his, and his he has an army of those things. So this crazy theory that Ulabrin had hit me, Daddy-o. She was talking about these ancient Atlantean tablets, that if she was able to gather them, she could possibly take back control of the Shocktopuses from Yarkalen. I go, when, when that dude in the office, he tried to drown me, and I breathed fine. That's why I played dead. I just assumed maybe it was like magic water or something, but maybe Ulebrin made it so I could breathe underwater. The crafter looks up when you say that. That would make perfect sense then. I think you do need to go to Atlantis. I think that's where the final tablet's going to be. You do see Ula, and she sees you from across the room, and she runs up and basically tackle hugs her father. And you see Carl shaking hand with the crafter. You be careful, and I don't know what comes next, but I'm so glad I got to see you again. Ruby Rickard goes and takes you in a big hug. I give him a kiss on the forehead. Yeah, Yardak, y'all got like a special spooky vault of secrets. There's Fort Sephra, which is essentially the castle military base at the center of town. You also know that Ula Bryn, she was part of the Sisterhood of Brahm, which is a, a coven. You also know that she had space there. Ooh, let's go to the Sisterhood. Oh, you are. They come over and they put some cuffs on you, Yardak. And the Shocktopus lets go of you, Laserhawk, and they do the same thing. Same with you, Visual Aid. And they say, I would hope that you would join me for dinner. Yarkalen, right before he goes limp, he does reach out with one last water whip. It misses you. But it does hit the chain hydro splitter. <laughs> which falls to the ground and lights up. If that thing's gonna go off, we have to use the tablets right now. I'm bound toward Ruby with my tablet. Once the three of us are together, I make like a giant like barrier around the three of us. I'll use uh, water and like see if that like activates it or something. As the water flows through them, they begin to consistently glow. Yes! The third light starts blinking. <gasps> the lights on the chain hydra splitter turn red as it begins to explode. And suddenly, right as the wave is about to reach you, you are just enveloped in a white light.
eyes adjust to the bright white light, and you find yourselves able to see each other, but you are standing in an endless expanse of white. And some senses, like smell and taste, are notable. This is the first time you've been entirely absent of them in your entire life. Do we die? Anthony? Oh, no! (laughs) There's an episode of Space Cadet this reminds me of. You would think of Space Cadet as we're standing in the void between life and death. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what am I not thinking about Space Cadet? We're not in the void between life and death. We're obviously in a fucking Denny's. <laughs> <laughs> Is that not the void between life and death? So yeah, what, what are you doing? What are you thinking? Rolling initiative. I want to fight God. As you are, you came into this standing in the exact same formation, like right all next to each other as when you jumped in the circle. Yeah, I'm looking around trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. Yeah, same. I want to yell, hello, hello, hello. After a few moments, a voice rings out, Yardak of Sephiroth. The most notable thing about this voice, it is in a register that you cannot place at all. It doesn't sound like anything uh, living or even like a robot. It, it, you, you couldn't place this if you tried. Mufasa? Okay, I want, uh, I say... Uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm not going to be like, hey, what's up? Like, I'm a little fucking afraid. Okay. And, and the voice itself, I would say, like, feels like it's coming from everywhere at once. Like, it's not like loud, like you're at a concert, but it just feels like it's not like you're, you're it's not like it's coming from any one direction. I, I wanna, we can hear the voice too, right? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I should be clear. Everyone can hear this voice. This is my response to uh, Laserhawk. And I go, well, we are in an Atlantean thing. It makes sense that, like, Yardak would be the one. Nothing has made sense to me for apparently the past 40 years. Uh, what's new? What do you want with my fish? The voice says, the voice says you have combined the tablets. <gasps> it's Shenron. How are you responding? Do I know of any lore about like, once you combine the tablets, you talk to this thing? Or am I just like, uh, yeah? I would say more the latter. These tablets, like, remember, you never really got an explanation of like, what exactly was going to be done. You just knew that it was crucial for stopping Yarkalen. Yes, we did. It was a life or death situation. Who are you? I am at Yar Ulan. What kind of expertises do you have? None. I have expertise law enforcement. Can I arrest it? <laughs> Does it sound like someone from pop culture? I have expertise pop culture. No, that's the problem. Is like, yeah, no one else. All right, you're just going to roll an intellect check then. Okay, that I can do. Yeah, I just can't believe that I don't have, you don't have anything. What about the way Yardak has been played makes you think that Yardak has any idea what's happening at any point in any given time ever? <laughs> you ain't wrong, bitch. You ain't wrong. All right. Uh, a dirty 20. You would specifically recognize this as the deity that the Sisterhood of Brahm worships. Ooh, I am talking to God. Specifically, the Sisterhood of Brahm, uh, and I imagine that Ula Brin would have, like, told you this. Like, it's not common knowledge, but, you know, that maybe something you were told, but basically that they believe that at Yarulin was uh, what, what protected them when they went below the ocean, what kept them all from just drowning. I didn't know you were real. I thought you were just a story. I was gonna say, yeah, that is a factor, too, that I don't think, like, you would, most people would not consider this to be, like, legitimate yeah yeah i'm, I'm only trying to be disrespectful i mean if i think if any of us met god we would also be like holy shit god's real <laughs> i'm an agnostic now you just made we just made a laser hawk an agnostic yes and also i imagine like again ruby and laser hawk don't know what, what yeah they'd be completely fucking clueless <clears throat> yeah i want to say hello i honestly i didn't know you were real I've, I've only heard your name brought up in passing through the sisterhood and yet you stand before me yeah funny thing that what the fuck is going on hi allow me to take on a form that would better suit you suddenly before you uh, a figure forms that 
Yardak, you would only recognize from pictures. It is your father, Yarden. And I go to take a step forward, like, on impulse before I remember, like, no, that's not my actual dad. In fact, he would look a lot like Yardak does now because he was the same age Yardak is now when he died. I was saying, does he look enough like Yardak that really would probably just guess that's his father? Yeah, yeah, like, you know, he, he, there's a lot of similarities. But again, remember, yeah, that you don't really know, like, what the fuck this thing is. Well, I mean, I, I've heard the conversation, so I know it's something has taken the form of his father. And I go, uh, Ruby just uh, mouths at Yardak, are you okay? Like, it's been a long time, but even if I know it's not him, it's still rough. Yeah, I get that. I can only take on the form of those who have passed on. I guess we should be lucky he's not Austin. (laughs) (laughs) Hard to describe exactly, but I would say you are beyond the depths. What does that mean? Are, Are we dead? I thought we got out in time. You did escape. In fact, part of the reason you are here is because you are, in fact... A sort of anomaly. In what way? Typically, those that come here are coming here before they pass on. Typically, only the greatest of Atlantis. However, in the timeline you came through, you were already gone. Oh, yeah, that would be a fun little conundrum, huh? Yeah. And so that presents a interesting aspect as well. You did succeed in your mission, so to say. You defeated the Arcalan of that time. But... The but exists in the crossroads you are in. It is now your choice as to where you want to go or what you wish to do. The purpose of the tablets, and the reason they are kept separate, was to summon me in a time of Atlantis's great need. So, in what we thought was just an escape, we accidentally summoned you. So, sorry about that. I mean, it is to your own advantage. Had you not, you would not be speaking with anyone currently. Yeah, that's fair. We'd be dead twice. Is there any way to prevent this? Can you be more specific? Prevent Yarkhalen from taking over all of Earth? Also, do you know if Bethany's alive? We're about to be somewhere where she totally is. Let's focus on the first thing right now. The main question is, hey, can we prevent this massive fucking destruction? There are options available for that. One of them mean just kill him. That's what I'm leaning toward. Before we dive too far down that rabbit hole of question, do you have any other more broad questions for this being that you're meeting? Uh, yeah, like a billion, but I feel like none of them are relevant to the plot. That's fair. Seeing as how the sisterhood worship you and revere you, is there anything I should let Ula Bryn know when we get back? Any teachings or ideas? Ula Bryn is potentially my greatest servant. She has led you on the path that landed you here. She is a wise and capable individual whom you should trust. Yeah, she's she's taught me a a great deal uh, with my water control and other Atlantean powers. If you have any hints or tips, I, I will listen with open ears and open gills. Much like the water you come from, you must learn to be fluid, must learn to flow within what is and what will be. Do not become stagnant. So exactly how many glasses of water are we supposed to drink a day? I'm, I don't say that out loud. Oh, do you know of a good way of defeating a octopus? Should we so need to do so in the future more easily? They are not a creature to be trifled with. I believe basically like, bitch, just avoid them. <laughs> when God says, oh, <laughs> <laughs> When God said, bitch, run. (laughs) I do have a question for the glub glub God. Since I don't think I'll ever be able to get a definitive answer to this ever again, how was Atlantis submerged? I've heard like seven different versions of this story. Was it the Romans? I bet it was the cocksucking Romans. A great and powerful chaos magic sunk Atlantis. And while I could not stop it, I took the next best action I could 
which was to allow Atlantis to survive under the sea. What caused this chaos magic? Chaos. Who then? Jesus. Who? The chaos man. A creature that has taken on many forms. What creature? Like, what kind of form? Concern yourself not with the past. Are these forms still around? Yeah, is it something that could come back? Because if not, yeah, I'll drop it. Uh, Feel free to roll a persuasion check. I'll persuade God. Well, it was only a 15. (laughs) Ruby's not very persuasive today. I rolled a that one. All right, so what were your totals? I rolled a 22 to persuade God. 24. Five. I rolled a that one. God says Ruby has to cover her ears. <laughs> <laughs> it looks to the lot of you and says, I will provide this information, but it will come at a later cost. Oh? Don't like the sounds of that. Okay. These creatures known as the Deltar, great wielders of chaos magic, and I have successfully held them at bay, kept Atlantis safe from them, and they have turned their sights on others over time, and I have found ways to limit their magics, but it is hard to say if they could ever, or will ever, return to that that level of power again. I want to say Atlantis is currently in a crisis in that there are insurrectionists and distrust between the king and the citizens. The king and the citizens? What about the What about the prince? Well, I mean, he's actually not an issue yet. Not an issue yet? Do you not remember the man bleeding from his eyes? Look, schematics. Let the man talk to God. (laughs) And so do you have uh, any ideas or suggestions that we could, like, help bring Atlantis together to make it a more unified front? If we're attempting to deal with the Landwalkers, then we need to be seen as one united front as opposed to our own splintering factions. As the prophet Kylie Jenner prophesized, we have to bring Atlantis a Pepsi. It looks at you and says, while I cannot guide you directly, I can send you back to the tipping point. Is the tipping point our time, or are we going to have to hitch an additional ride after that? And its eyes glow white for a moment. Oh shit, did I piss you off? I'm sorry. The moment that Ulibrin pulled you from your timeline is the tipping point. Oh, well that's convenient and horrifying. Will the king believe us if we warn him about his son? Can we bring like a signed note from God? (laughs) I cannot speak or determine your success. But if you wish to have a chance, this would be the moment. Remember what I mentioned, though. It will come with consequences. Your lordship? Yeah, that feels right. Your lordship. I recognize that this might be a bit of an ask, and if you cannot, I fully understand. But is there any way you could provide us with some sort of divine artifact or sigil to help show the king that what we say is truth and we did talk to well you and a note to get out of pe it doesn't have to be anything useful or powerful just something when i send you back your presence will be all the proof that is needed why would our presence be the only proof needed i have quite Look, he's a god. He's going to be a little cryptic. Just bite the bullet and accept that one. Any other thoughts? Plenty, but none of them are plot relevant, so... Your birthday is technically a few days off now. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) Shut the fuck (laughs) up. (laughs) Hey, god, can you... Can you de-age me to the day I left just to stop 
fucking with time. It, it waves its hand, and ever so slightly, you feel rejuvenated. Can you take a couple more years off? My knees are kind of going bad. No. No. <laughs> I can't think of anything else to ask God. <gasps> Is it really a choice? Being gay? <laughs> no, no, no. no. I, I want to. I actually want to ask: uh, is, is what a choice? Being a big gay fish. <laughs> um, and and <laughs> I'm just gonna mute for a minute. No, but it shouldn't matter either way. And in a flash of light, you're gone. And you come back into a vision and you realize that you are in the Atlantean throne room again. Two things to remember. One, you have that Ulabrin magic. Second thing, you're not in the future anymore. Uh, third thing, the throne room itself is not underwater. Remember, the inside of the castle is actually like dry. Mm -hmm. Neat. So, hey, let's go find that king. Yeah, that's perfect because basically you appeared almost at the same spot where you were 40 years in the future. And so you look up and you realize that you are in the throne room, a whole group of guards and the king who sits in the throne looks at you in a shocked. So they saw that we just appeared out of nothing. Exactly. And I, I turn and I go, well, Jardak, looks like we aren't in Kansas anymore. <laughs> hey, gestures toward king. Just the guy we were looking for. Also, mouth agape looking at you, is Yarkalen. So have you proven yourself to be an evil piece of shit yet, or are we gonna have to drop that bombshell on your dad? So, I'm just gonna ask a question. What what day is it? I think I went back to the same time, but you know, it doesn't help hurt to double check. Um, and I think everyone is, like, looking shocked at you, like, it's March 9th, 2022, by your calendar. Cool, cool, thanks. Well, Brock legitimately goes, hey, my lord, we have things to discuss. And, and Yarkalen looks at you and goes, Yadak, what are you doing here? Preventing the fall of mankind. And, you know, well, fish kind, too. It started off so cool, and then you added the fish kind. We're, we're a silly show. We do silly things. <laughs> Yarkalen goes, no, you don't understand. You can't be here right now. Yardak's the one you're confused about being here? None of you can be here right now. Why is that? I'm doing what is necessary, Yardak. Sorry, I can't let you do the evil monologue. We don't have time for that shit right now. So, look, I'll just be the one to sort of bring everyone up to speed on everything. So, we just came back from the future, points to Yara Kardashian. You literally destroyed the world, points to the king. I'm pretty sure that you got killed, points back to Yara Kardashian. You killed all of us, so I'm a little salty with you in particular right now points back to the king. We should probably do something about your fucking kid. And, uh, Yarkalen's eyes glow white for a moment. No, this can't be... This can't change things. It won't change things. And then his eyes go back to normal. What the hell is that? And the king gets up and says, Yardak, you have brought these land dwellers to Atlantis? No! God did. Ah, your Ulan sent us here. Literally, like, all of the guards... Uh, and uh, and the king and the prince are all take a like kind of a step back in a in a way or or lean back and go what impossible yeah all of a sudden we're some real gangsters look the point is points back to Yara Kardashian no whatever you're doing stop Yardak and and Yar Yarkalen looks at you Yardak you have to help me 
No, the fate of the entire actual world depends on you not doing this. You killed us! You killed me in this timeline. You killed all of us. And then try to do it again! Yeah. Yardak, you have to trust me. No. What are you trying to do? We have no reason to trust you. He is going to massacre our people, Yardak, to quell the insurrection. Well, you stop that! And and the king smashes his hand down on the throne and says, I will not be spoken to this way in my own throne room. And Yarkalen goes, I told you, it's too late. I've seen what's coming. And he makes a motion uh, with his hands. Each of his guards simultaneously pulls out a dagger and stabs the king's guard. I put the king in a box. <laughs> I legitimately want to shoot someone. Okay, I'm going to let you shoot Yarkalen. I'm just letting you know, like, there was three king's guard, or there was four king's guard and four of, of Yarkalen's guard, and they just all stabbed the king's guard. So there is now just the four. Uh, there's the four of Yarkalen's guard, the king, and the prince, and y'all. First thing we're going to do is the box, all right? So... Uh, what is the DC on your boxes? 17. Um, so the king actually, like, swiftly dodges out of the way when you try to put him in a box. I'm trying to help him! Yeah, he doesn't know that. I actually thought, I'm trying to help you! All right, and then, Laserhawk, you were trying to shoot. So, Dan, are you saying you're going to shoot one of the guard? Well, if uh, Brandon's going to solar shotgun Yarkalen, then I'm going to try to take care of one of the guards. Okay, I'm just saying there's nothing that stops you from also attacking Yarkalen. I mean, yeah, team attack. Let's blast his ass. You're both going to have to roll attack checks then. 27. 23. All right. Uh, those hit. Damn right they do. Who has the uh, higher damage? Mine's damage 9. 10. Okay. And what is the DC on yours, Dan? 24. You're doing a, a solar shotgun. And Yardak, what are you doing? A water whip, but not so whippy. Just like a fucking pissed off jet of water right at his face. It's a bit of a one-two punch. Like the solar shotgun hits him in the chest. And this stream of water just kind of makes an arc to the side and and clobbers him in the side of the head, sending him like just toppling back a little bit into this little curved area near the throne itself. We told you this isn't going to happen. It must, Yardak. We've seen what will happen if you succeed. Do you want to kill the entire world? Maybe don't be an arrogant ass for once and think with your head, not your heart. I am thinking more clearly than I ever have. If it's between you or the rest of the world, you might be my brother, but I will put you down. And I think also the king is like, that is enough of that. I, I should go, for the record, I was trying to protect you in the box. And he also looks at your king and he goes, you're coming for my throne, boy. We just came from the future. Everyone is dead. You've killed almost the entire world. This isn't worth it. If we are to stop what's coming, work with me. Help us. This is not the answer. Also, I, I'm not sure I believe him because, again, it's been a weird couple of days, but don't kill people. If you, that would be nice, too. I say this to the king. Look, Prince, I don't know what the fuck problem you're talking about, but from where we came from, you killed everyone up on the surface. Everyone. There are maybe 10,000 people still alive up top. So maybe you shouldn't be the one talking about a mass murder right now, considering how I know what you do over the next 40 years, if we let this happen. Stand. Down. You say you're trying to prevent a mass murder. That's exactly what we're trying to do. I don't know why this family seems to be so murdery all of a sudden. Both of them are in front of me. I'm going to point to Yarkalen first. Be like, you, you're not murdering your dad. And you, you're not murdering your citizens. 
End of story. And the king looks at you and goes, Yardak, we've tried. Things have not gotten better. Then you need to change. The rule of law must be maintained. They must know that they cannot step out of line. Then you no longer need to be a king because that is not a king. That is a dictator. And then the people should have a vote. So you've turned against me too. I'm not turning against you. You're the one that's not being very kingly. I have no loyalties to anyone in this kingdom. Fight me. Ruby, like, out loud goes, how did I become involved in all of this? So are we rolling initiative now or nah? Hey out there. You never know what wild shenanigans you're going to get into when you meet a cosmic being. This has been a really fun arc to flesh out the mythology of Atlantis a little more in the Mayhemverse. But I want to take a moment and just kind of mention again, I've said this before, but another reminder that we are having a listener survey that covers last year's releases. I'm really hoping to get a few more than last year's survey. Currently planning to do a little review of it on our YouTube if we get enough of them, because I think statistics are fascinating and I love seeing what we're building here with you all. Anyway, links to that will be in the show notes as well as on our website. Please fill it out. Uh, We want to hear from as many of you as possible. But for now, let's get back to the game. I, I believe you're rolling initiative now. Who are we fighting? Everyone. You've got Yarkalen's uh, four princely guard, uh, the king and uh, Yarkalen himself. Each other, I guess, if you want to get frisky. Don't you guys fucking dare. Uh, so, Laserhawk, what is your initiative? 29. A natural 20. Uh, well, I'm shit today, so it's 12. First in the initiative, super surprising. We never see this happen. Laserhawk. <laughs> so look, these bastards are gonna be a pain in my ass. So I'm just gonna bolt forward and deck one of them in the head. Hopefully hard enough to knock him on his ass. What are you doing exactly? I'm going to uh taser fist him square in the fucking temple. Alright, uh roll an attack check. Yeah, that's a twenty-eight with a DC of twenty-five. Despite kind of like squaring up as you reproached him, you kind of give him like a one-two, right? Like you get him in the in the stomach and then you haymakered him. Um, and he's not down, but he like spat out a little blood and looks a little like glassy-eyed. You shouldn't have killed those random king's guards, you son of a bitch. Alright, so that's your turn then, Laserhawk? Ah, uh, yeah. So it is your cave in the king's turn. Good, let them kill each other, and then we'll kill the one who's left. Uh, so actually, uh, Yarkaven spins and throws his spear at you, Yardak. What the Girl. fuck? You'll put up more of a fight. I'll take care of the boy when I'm finished. What is your dodge plus 10? Dodge plus 10 is 20. 20, okay. That hits. Oh, fuck me. You're gonna want to roll a toughness check. 24. So yeah, you are gonna take a negative one toughness penalty. Uh, we'll say that it didn't, like, stick you, uh, but, like, as you tried to dodge out of the way, the, like, edge of the spear, like, just grazed your shoulders. In fact, yeah, there we go. Like, you kind of leaned forward, and it just, like, goes across your two shoulder blades. Oh, terrible fucking idea for that pain, but Jesus, okay. Right after shooting that at you, uh, Yardak, he uses some water to lift himself and jumps on top of the box uh, that Ruby created. Make it go away so he falls over. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> she has to touch it, though, right? To dematerialize? Yeah, I, just, I have to get close to it. Then. All right, and then it is Yarkalen's turn, and Yarkalen immediately... Uh, recovers from the blast that y'all gave him and basically pulls some water out from within his robes and throws it at the king. Okay. Unfortunately, uh, he shoots wide, probably still recovering from his attack and misses. And his father looks at him and goes, this is why you will never rule. And then it is visual aid's turn. A genuine question. Would I still have like a sword on me? I mean, you never got rid of it. Yeah, yeah, you definitely. Okay. 
How far am I away from the box? If you did a dash action, you could pretty much almost almost get there. But I, I wouldn't be able to do anything when I got there, right? Because that would be... Correct. Well, you could do extra effort to do an extra standard action. Also, I should say that uh, the one thing I didn't make... You know what? I did not make this clear enough earlier that your experience with Atyar Ulan did recover any damage or anything you took in the last... Oh. Oh, Nino. I'm going to rush out uh, with my sword to the guard that is across the guard that Laserhawk is next to. So like this one over here? Yes, I can move that that in one space, right? And still be able to do an action? Yeah. Okay. Would like to stab the guard. Uh, so you're going to stab the guard. Okay. Also, in hindsight, it also makes sense that the king probably was a little perturbed that you showed up with a sword uh, in his throne room. I was just still on me. I'm sorry. What part of we were brought here by God did he not understand? Right? Anyway, roll your attack check. The roll plus my blades, right? Yes. 31. Holy shit. I rolled well. All right, you hit. Uh, what's the DC on that? Uh, 19. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, I will say Ruby is not trying to kill anyone at this point. She is just trying to damage. Uh, so I'm going to say then what you did in your in your dash to get up to him. I think you did a combat roll, came out of it, immediately stabbed your sword up into his stomach, and then like used the sword to pull yourself up and him down in one move. Well, that sounds cool as fuck. So, yeah. So, you stabbed. So, this guy is outie. Yeah, get fucked, Yogos. I'm sorry. Get fucked, Atlanta Hoser. We don't actually want to fight. We are trying to come up with a peaceful solution, but you guys aren't listening very well. Uh, she does not speak for all of us. Shut up! <laughs> Your Kalen says clearly peace was never an option. It's clearly not an option when you never even pause to consider it. Okay, so if you're not doing anything else for your turn, it's the guard's turn. I think basically they see, you know, you just downed one of them, so they are going to focus their attacks on you. And me! Both of them kind of do like a simultaneous like spin and throw water at you. Like very, very Avatar The Last Airbender, like a simultaneous move together. Ooh. Yes, I. Cool, but no. The fuck is this Pilates bullshit? Uh, what is your dodge plus 10? 20. So in that case, uh, you're going to want to make a strength resistance check. Okay. Uh, 16. Both of them together release these streams of water, and I think you kind of prepared like you were about to be hit by an attack, but they actually both just grab you, like, around the shoulders and around the waist and hold you in place. No, they don't. All right, so, Brandon, what are you trying to do? Interpose. I'm taking that hit. Okay, so you kind of throw Ruby out of the way when this happens? Uh, can I push her the other way? She'll be closer to the king so I can get rid of the box. All right, that's fine. Yeah, sure. You run up and kind of just at the right moment before they could change the trajectory of the water, throw Ruby out of the way and you're caught by the shoulders and by the waist. No, no. You're stuck with me. And Yardak, it is your turn now. I will say, Brandon, that move isn't very useful for Ruby. Thanks for taking that. <laughs> I know, you're squishy. Look, worst case scenario, Brock gets to see Anthony again. Oof. I'm trying to think if I want to take on the king or Yarkalen. Because I know what Yarkalen can do in a fight. I don't exactly know what the king can do. If I could give my two cents, I feel like knocking Yarkalen the fuck out, we might have an easier time being able to be like diplomatic with the king. Like, don't kill all the people that you're supposed to be ruling? The purple thing that your Kalen is on, is that, like, lifted off the ground? How do I put this? It is a curved, almost ramp-like structure. So since he is a little bit lifted, I want to try to, like, blast him and have him go ass over tea kettle and fly off of it. We'll see. I guess roll the attack, and we'll see if you're gonna have some... So knockback rules are not default rules. Um, it, technically, it would normally be a linked attack, or if you're super successful with the attack, so we'll see. Yeah, so 28. 28. You definitely hit. Um, what is your DC? 24. And what is the damage? And also, what is the damage specifically? 10. Based on that attack, there would not be any specific 
um, knockback unless you want to do it as an extra effort linked effect. Yes. All right. So let me roll for that. So yeah, you're going to hit him and he is going to fly back into the pillar behind him. Oh, yeah. And then fall kind of proneish but not exactly onto the ground. Like kind of kind of a three-point landing, but this like not gracefully. Yeah, like he slammed his fucking knees into the ground. Kind of. Yeah, exactly. Uh, are you doing anything else with your turn? I want to pull out my spear. Plus, you did the extra effort for the linked thing, so don't forget that you, I'm actually going to write down that you are fatigued. We have hero points again, right? Yeah, let me let me use that before shit gets hairy. Okay, so you're just you're just going to stay where you are then, basically as it is. Um, then in that case, it is Laserhawk's turn. So I'm being grappled by all three of them. Two of them. The one that you attacked initially uh, was did not. All right. Well, I guess the first thing I'm going to try and do is break free of that. It's going to be uh, the check of either your athletics or acrobatics. Can it be? Acrobatics. Yeah, it's whatever you choose. Yeah. Yeah, so you're doing this as case. This is your move action then, which also, what'd you get? 36. You're able to break the bonds of these two. Um, I, I almost imagine maybe that like you activated your lasers and kind of like cut through the water. Yeah, that's sick. Like raising your hands. Mm-hmm. And then like, so the water just kind of crashes to the ground. Maybe they like, re- maybe they grab it back, you know, to them. And you can still move then. Oh, neat. Well, in that case, I'm going to, uh, second verse, same as the first. I'm gonna run in front of the dude directly ahead of me and fucking clean his clock. Okay, so not the same one you attacked last time, but the one that's closer to you now with the interpose. Okay. All right. Uh, roll that attack check. 26, DC 25. Uh, similar to the last one, um, you know, I imagine, like, your your lasers really kind of like singe into his armor and and across his face when you catch him. He's very much, again, kind of bleeding from the mouth and and a little little wobbly, but he's still standing. That's fine. He won't be for long. Uh, Are you doing anything else? Yeah, I'm going to call him a stinky butt, and that's my turn. Call him a stinky (laughs) butt. Um, (laughs) It is the king's turn. He uses a jet of water to push off from the box and sort of jump across over top of everybody to land near you little bastard at which point he kind of gathers up a bunch of water and brings it around haymaker style fuck him okay and what is your uh dodge plus 10 10 so 20 altogether it hits and you're gonna want to roll a toughness check remember with a negative one 27 even with that negative one i would almost think that perhaps like you don't catch the entire brunt of it but using you know some of the training that ula Brin has given you you kind of flow with the water, right? So that it hits you, but it goes past you, and then you kind of like send it back to him, not as an attack, but just away from you. Just like God said. <laughs> yeah. What if God was one of us? And then is Yarkalen's turn, who gets back up. Oh, that's his move, right? That's his move action. You had to get up. And seeing uh, what you're, you know, kind of doing, Laserhawk, how you're kind of starting to beat up on his guard. Bring it on, Scrub Lord, I'm fucking ripped. He throws water up into the air above you and then turns it into ice. And it rains down as kind of basically like, you know, icicle uh, daggers. Piece of shit, I'm from Michigan. You can't hurt me with cold. (laughs) What is your dodge plus 10? Dodge plus 10 is a 16. Okay, so that does hit. You're going to want to roll a toughness check with that negative one. With a negative one? 29. I I believe like maybe these cut in, they cut up your uniform a little bit, but you're, you know, not really bleeding heavily or anything like that. Uh, Visual aid, it is your turn. Well, he's not standing on that goddamn box anymore. So I this is Rachel's a question that Ruby is also wondering. Where is Ula Bryn? Either one. Uh, that's a great question. Ruby's gonna say, I was like, could you like 
Do you know how to get in contact with Ula Brin? I feel like we need help explaining what's happening. I know our turns take a little bit to get through, but it's actually like second by second. So I feel like it's not a great time for me to pick up the phone. I know, but I... <laughs> no, it's fine. Put it on speaker. Rachel needed a way to tell the person who could actually do something about the Ula Brin. This is, hey, when you got a second. That guard's not holding Laserhawk anymore, right? Correct, yeah. Okay, I'm going to go over to the one he originally attacked and get, get a little slicey. I just go up. Get a little slicey? I like take a swig at him and be like, I swear, I'm the peaceful one. If I'm getting this attacky. You ever heard of a slice of life anime? Shink. This is nothing like that. Please, will you just listen to us? It doesn't have to be like this. Are you trying to persuade the guard? No, that's more to the king, but I'm also... I guess I could try using like persuasion, right? I want to be clear, yeah. Also, that this is the remember that this is the prince's guard. You know, I'm just gonna do persuasion. Is like, please, your Majesty. Is your Majesty the right term for this? Yeah. Or your dickheadship. No, that's his son. And I was like, please, it doesn't have to be like this. We could all work together to find a solution that you know avoids both options of mass murder. Would like to not have either happen. Roll a persuasion check. And I go, I go, you know, I'm going to say, like, please, I know you love your people and you're just trying to find a way, but this isn't it. 26. He does, like, falter for a moment and he says, young lady, I have lived multiple of your lifetimes. Were there other options, we would have taken them already. And perhaps you need, a, you just need a new perspective. Yes, and we just came from an apocalypse where you're dead. Maybe your way of doing shit ain't gonna fly right now. If you keep going down this route, I don't think it will end well for any of us. We are trying to save you as well as us. So yeah, he, he had a pause for a moment, but he does not seem persuaded. Are you doing anything else with your turn, Visual? Can't think of anything that extra effort would be useful for right now. So I am just going to... I'm in the thick of it anyways. I'm just going to say where I am. In which case, your Kalen's guard, the one that Laserhawk initially punched, runs over to you and swings a visual aid with his own blade. No, thank you. What's your parry plus 10? 20. All right, so in which case, I uh, you basically duck and he swings above where you were just standing. Will any of you listen to me? And then the other two gang back up on Laserhawk um, and they go to attack you with some water whips. Uh, what is your uh, dodge plus 10? 16, buddy. So that does hit. That's fine, it's toughness where I shine. Yeah, toughness. Ruby knows her best bet is to get the fuck out of the way. Do I have any negatives? Still have a negative one. 31. Get fucked. Ooh. This time they did draw blood, but you must be so amped up uh, by the adrenaline of the fight that you are not- Oh, look at that. I'm bleeding. Must be Tuesday. So that is the end of their turn, and now it is Yardak's turn. So uh, with him that close, I want to lunge out and thrust my spear and try to stab the king right in like- under the collarbone type area to take him down. Damn. All right. Uh, roll that attack check. Ooh. Okay. 14 plus 10. 24. 24. Uh, that just misses. Ah, fuck me. God damn it. Well, I don't feel like I would be very convincing trying to say something to him after I just tried to stab him. <laughs> so. Uh, so that was your, well, that was also your move and your attack from your description. Yeah. You can still use extra effort to get an extra attack in. No, wait, no, no. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Move by action. So yeah, you could still move. I want to use the rest of my movement to put myself in between the king and Ruby and Laserhawk. Okay. It is at that point from either side of the room at the doors at the, at the bottom of the room, 
uh, some figures walk in. Oh, oh, is it the Sisterhood? So on one side, it is a few of the Queen's Guard. Ooh. The Queen, Ula Zara, and then also your mother, Ula Vala. Hey, Mom. Um, and then on the other side, with two more of the King's Guard, is Ula Bryn. Oh, here's my girl. It's been too long since Brock's gotten to do this. I point at Yardak's mom and say, who the fuck are they? And Ula Bryn has a bit of a, uh, of a gash across her forehead. Oh, was that from the fight? Uh, so this does not appear to be the haggard run-down Ula Bryn from the future. I genuinely can't tell if this is backup for us or them. And, and I think the queen goes, what is the meaning of this? Hey, queen, I'll take this. We just came from the future. Your son killed everyone. We came back here to try and stop it. Your husband thinks that we're the fucking bad guys. Maybe you can be the voice of reason, because I'll be honest, I want to go home and take a fucking nap. Forgive my tone, your highness. I am frustrated. I, it, it's nice to meet you, your highness. Uh, do I know what Yardak's mother looks like? Would I know this is Yardak's mother? Uh, what do you think, Yardak? Have, have perhaps that you talked through RippleCon before? Well, maybe, but also I imagine that, like, if I'm going on land and leaving everything behind, I probably have, like, a picture of my mom, and at some point I had to have shown them. Is there, like, a Mrs. something I would call her as Yard like, as Yardak's mother? Mrs. Dak? There's no, there's not, like, last names like that. Hello, Yardak's mother. I, I need to get your name. Hi, Ulebren. That, I would have probably said it perhaps a bit more diplomatically, but Laserhawk is correct. Yeah, everyone, I think everyone's been kind of, like, frozen in place, like, no one's making a move, like both of you guys and, and the king and the, and Yara Kalen. Nobody's making a move. Everyone's kind of at a standstill for the moment. You're land people, so I'm also going to chime in as an Atlantean. What's happening is that the three of us just got back from a really terrible trip to the future. Thanks to, I, I guess, future you and I gesture to Ula Bryn. If Yara Kalen succeeds with his plan to kill the king, his father, then he'll be responsible for the destruction of the world. Whereas right now, the king wants to be responsible for the destruction of the people he's supposed to be ruling. In the future, Yarkalen had succeeded and replaced his father on the throne, but that led to the destruction of the entire world. We have eventually stopped him at the destruction of Atlantis with a bomb. After the bomb has exploded, we got in to speak with At Yarulin. And at that point, you see Ulebrin uh, looks absolutely in shock. Yeah, I'm really trying to get that bitch on our side so she can help us take these motherfuckers down. <laughs> Ulebrin just looks like absolutely like I immediately everyone else there may be uh, some wiggle room she believes you wholeheartedly. I have gone to the future thanks to you from the future to be sent to deal with Yarkalen and his mess and then had a meeting with at Yarulin, and I feel like that means it's important enough that this needs to stop. And your mother looks extremely, like, proud of you. Adorable. Ulebrin, 100% believing you. The queen looking a bit inquisitive, both about, like, you know, some of the things you've said, some of the things you've claimed about her husband and about her son, you know. I think the queen should be in charge. She has to be better than these two assholes. Look, do you want proof? Let me tell you who the winner of the 2042 Super Bowl is. No one, because your son killed them all. What is it that you are hoping to see accomplished here? Both Yarkalen and Yarkaven are wanting to rule the people of Atlantis, and both of them are in some way going to end up killing people of Atlantis and people on land. Neither are fit to rule. This, to me, shows that maybe Atlantis shouldn't be a kingdom and we should embrace a different sort of leadership, whether that be a council or a democratic vote for representation, but something needs to change. Roll a persuasion check. Hell yeah, 27. So I think the queen looks like, compared to how the king was earlier, actually looks like 
taking what you're saying into some kind of consideration. Like, your son's trying to kill your fucking husband, ma'am. Ula Bryn moves into the center of the room with her hands raised and says, What he says is true, your highness. Your son sent some of his guard to kill me. And her eyes uh, flash white for a moment and she says, If you're going to try to kill me, boy, best do it yourself. Hell yeah, we stand a bad bitch. But she takes a look over at him and says, Oh no. Oh what? And she points to his necklace and says, I recognize that item. Elaborate. It is a long fabled, some have said, cursed item. Uh, I believe the curse. Allegedly, it gives the gift of prophecy. Oh good, so this idiot saw the future that it inadvertently caused it. Sweet. No, I feel like he's seeing like a false future because it's a cursed item. And she just said, supposedly can see the future. Either that out of character, or he saw us nuke Atlantis. And I think that's when the queen steps forward and says, more discussion is needed to be had. Would agree. Gods, we will place the king into his chambers and the prince as well. They will not be allowed to leave. Husband, do not put up a fight. You're pookie. How do you respond to that? I mean, keeping them separate is a, certainly a good first step. I haven't put my hands down yet, but so far this is going my way. I've been imagining that basically everyone's kind of locked in combat. Like, you're probably, like, one arm holding back one guy, one arm holding back the other guy. Ruby and, and the other guy, like, swords to each other. If I may make a suggestion, your highness, maybe take the necklace off your son. Seems to be putting some weird ideas in his head. Yeah, give it to Ula Bryn. And then Ula Bryn, never use it. Mother, everything I have seen has come to pass. You probably made it come to pass. Ula Bryn chimes in. No, you misunderstand. The curse is not that it shows a false future. The curse is that it shows the future and creates an intense desire to prevent atrocities. That's a very weird curse. That didn't work. You caused more atrocities. One way or the other, maybe get the necklace off the spoiled brat. Of that, I can agree. Sweet, then we're on the same page. I knew I liked you. So what is everyone doing? Because right now, no one seems like they're about to, to lay down arms. So who actually is going to be escorting the king and Yarkalen to wherever the fuck they need to go? The, the people that came in with the- Yeah, presumably it would be the Queen's Guard who have entered in on either side. As since they're going to be escorted out, and then it's just like the three of Yarkalen's guardsmen, I want to turn to the group of you and say, things are being dealt with, it's time to lay down arms. Uh, and then I want to turn to the other guardsmen and tell them to escort Yarkalen's guardsmen, so many guardsmen, to the Queen's Guard and tell them to have- Yarkalen's guardsmen also go and be put in a cell or a room or something. As a show of good faith, Ruby's gonna go, I'll go first and just like dematerialize the sword. I would like to roll and intimidate on the prince's guards. Okay, go for it. I mean, look, even before I look at this, this is a 19 and I know that my intimidate's high as fuck. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> so that's a 34. Well, wait, what are you saying exactly? I want to turn to the three guards who we've been fighting and say... You heard your queen. Are you going to listen? Or are we doing this the hard way? Entire body spark to get their hands off me. I think the three of them, between you doing that and and Ruby laying down arms, uh, has gotten the hint. And they either drop their swords or retract their water back in or, you know, give signs that they are. I was like, also, can one of you heal that one? (laughs) For the one I stabbed. (laughs) The king has not re- has not retracted his stance. That's fine. We'll beat his ass. These three have surrendered. The guy that's on the ground that Ruby stabbed, like, 
kind of grab his arm to pull him up and like as I'm pulling him up, give him like a heal. Uh, yeah, roll a healing check. 23 altogether. He wakes up, the wound in his stomach healed, and he's a little taken aback because again, he's been unconscious or, or drifting in and out of conscious for most of this, but he kind of sees the, the situation. You notice that like kind of the, uh, the guards that came in on the side with Ula Bryn are kind of whispering to each other. You stop that. God damn it, we're almost out of here. Hey, buddy, what's up? <laughs> Do you want to roll like a perception check? Yes. Okay. Ooh, I got a nat 20. That's a 22. Seven. Total? Yes. Woof. I think it's that they're starting to get a little bit louder. Basically, like, they are essentially like, the prince is trying to kill the king. Like, essentially to what you just said, but they're taking it in a different direction. They're like, this This is an illegitimate government. Oh, fuck. You're, you're telling me to follow this queen's orders when her king, when he was allegedly going to massacre us? What gives her the right to order us at this point? Oh my god, will you just- That can be solved at a later time. We're taking care of the immediate threat now. They actually uh, basically start taking off their armor and throwing it on the ground and leave. Fine. I don't care enough. I think at this point, Yarkhaven begins to lay down his hands. I just want to go home and call my ex-wife and then beat up the guy who's trying to escape prison right now that killed my fucking fiance. Yeah, that's fair. I just want to make sure my boyfriend is younger than me again. <laughs> Everyone's got different priorities here. I think at that moment, Yarkalen says, I will not be going anywhere. He runs forward, slams his hand against the pillar in front of him, and immediately the pillar begins to shake and crumble. Can I do a reaction to try and create a new pillar so this, this does not collapse on us? Yeah, roll a create check. 22. All right, 22. Yeah, you're able to stabilize it. He goes to try to turn into a water form and escape, uh, but Ula Bryn reaches out and immediately, like, stops him in place before he can even fully, like, uh, liquefy. God, is being a drama queen just a trait for all royalty? Maybe. All right, so you're taking them into custody. Hell fucking yeah. Thank God. One bullet dodged today. Brock's shoulders slump. <laughs> all right, so basically, yeah, the more of the King's Guard comes in, escorting the king to his chambers, escorting the, the prince. Oh, yeah, they got to go to their fancy royal chambers. How awful for them. Shut the fuck up. They're not our problem there. <laughs> the prince's guard gets taken uh, to the holding cells in the basement. Neat. Can we go home now? How do we even get home? Uh, we take an Ula taxi. Okay, so are you doing anything in Atlantis uh, following this fight? I try to figure out who, uh, who the crafter marries to make sure... Ula exists. I'll tell you what Brock does. He goes and has a fucking seat on one of those chairs. Boy, is he tired. I go in and get rid of the box I left in front of the throne. <laughs> I want to go and talk to Ulibrin about everything that happened while we were gone. The fight here, talking to at Yarulin. No, no, I'm gonna tell Dan what Yardak's gonna do. Yardak's gonna go give his mom a hug, you monster. Oh, yeah. Yeah, do that. And I go, again, hello, Yardak's mother. I, I'm sorry, I'm not sure I know your name. Hello, I am Ula Vala. Nice to meet you, Ula Vala. Wish it was under slightly different circumstances. The queen sits down at the head of the table with her two guards flanking her. Actually, this is a great, you know, I kind of moved you on the map, but where do you all take a seat, assuming that she's at the one end? I assume, like, my mom and Ula are, like, on either side of her. I want to take the other head. I want to take the ass of the table. If that's the head, I want the ass. 
Your mom and who? Yeah, I felt like my mom and Olabrin were on either side of her, and then I'll sit next to my mom, and then Ruby can sit next to Olabrin. Yeah, I was like, I'll sit next to Olabrin then. Okay. And then Laserhawk just on the other side of the table anyway. I imagine he also has his like, feet up on one, on the other chair. Yeah. Yes. Olabrin, uh, for all your hard work, uh, sends over- um, The holy concubines? <laughs> no, a little shardling. Who comes and like kind of is like massaging your feet without having to do uh like a whole play by play? Can we just kind of say like we info dumped and then like to- and then like basically like pick up like as we got there? Now this is a story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down. Uh, I met my son and he was older than me. So I'd like to take a second. It might not be great, but I'm going to tell you about the year 2068. Yeah. <laughs> I know a lot of what we're telling you, it seems like Atlantis might have been okay and all this, but the people were not okay. Yardane was completely stripped of his powers. Yardama was, the way they treated him was unforgivable. I see, the queen chimes in. I confronted my husband. Yeah? He admits that of what he was planning to do. And now you see why we just can't allow him to not only not do that, but we can't have somebody be a king who is willing to kill their people like that. Yardak, we have no precedent for this kind of incident. A kind of a little person in some advisor robes that you would recognize, like you don't know, you don't recognize them, but like you recognize their uniform, uh, kind of comes in and whispers something in the queen's ear. What What do you think is the next option? I think things are going to get a lot more difficult shortly here. It's clear that things can't continue as they've been. There are other options for government, ones that include voting and still include a monarchy. Are you familiar with the government of the country of the United Kingdom? It's a constitutional monarchy. I have a passing understanding of it from you know the connections we have had, but I am more concerned about the immediate future and, and how we position this to our people. And I feel as though if it's to the, be the benefit of the people that the people should have a choice. So there should be a sort of deciding council have say yourself on the council have a guardsman on the council have one of the sisterhood on the council and have a citizen or two on the council and then that way you have the perspective of each facet of atlantean life and you're able to create the best form of government to go from here as a show of good faith i maybe add someone who had Shown some dissidents. Not, I'm not saying Yardane, no one who's gone full on terrorist, but someone who was, has shown good faith, but has expressed discontent in the way the kingdom has been run. The queen looks to you, Yardak, and says, I am not certain what the future holds. I don't think any of us are, but until we get the voice of more than the people that live inside this castle, we won't have our answer. I've seen the future that we just avoided, and I prefer not to know that one is coming. You basically took the words out of my mouth, God damn it! Beautifully said. That same advisor runs back into the room a little more hurriedly this time, and, and whispers in her ear, thank you very much, as she dismisses uh, the advisor. I am getting word that the dissidents is spreading word of what happened here today is spreading oh fuck we will deal with this as needed we will find a way to to unite the people but there will be a period of hardship would not be surprised based on the rumor the reports so far if people are are fleeing atlantis where would they go there's other places like and that like up in the arctic not feral but like like the wildlings from Game of Thrones? Kind of. I want to send you back to Riverside City, Yardak. Try to continue building those connections 
Now, we know now how important they're going to be. I was like, perhaps someone such as Raina Morris would be helpful to talk to as since she comes from a government that has both people, the people's voice and a monarchy. I think she hands you a, a RippleCom yard act, like an extra one. Pass this along to her. I will reach out. Ooh, let's get Raina back in here. I would like to uh, nod my head at the queen and say, your highness, I understand that the future looks scary, but let me assure you personally that we have averted worst case scenario. If that is any comfort to you, your highness. A member of the Sisterhood of Brahm comes in, kind of carrying essentially what looks like uh, a bit of a briefcase, um, and hands it to Ula Bryn. Ula Bryn dismisses her. All right, we've retrieved the the necklace. Cool. Now destroy it. <laughs> Should we destroy it? Yep. I don't know. I feel like that's the kind of thing that has some kind of evil spirit inside of it. The Sisterhood will make sure to properly contain and hide this item, but far worse could happen in an attempt to destroy it. The magics that it uses are powerful. Understandable. I do have um, a last question. How does one go back to the surface? We just keep getting transported places recently. And the queen speaks up. I can see to it to get you a a safe escort home. I want to suggest that if uh, they are open to relations like we're talking with random morse and stuff and they are wanting me to go back to the surface with the way that things are looking like it might be a little more interaction if there could be like how Ulebrin can make the portals if there can be kind of like a one way just for safety of atlantis's sake of like her able to like or my mom or whomever to come to the surface like into my place oh okay so like something that uh like a way for them to get there yeah like a, like a little more ease of back and forth between here and Ulebrin writes up a little sigil for you. I will give a few of these to your mother and to the queen. And what this allows for is a one-time use to take you back to Atlantis. And she and she makes up a couple of them for you. So it's not a portal so much, but like, you know, in an emergency situation, you can get there. I kind of walk over to Laserhawk and I whisper this to Laserhawk. What are the chances of a dead Ulebrin in the Laser Hut? <laughs> it's a whisper. Honestly, um... Look, I'm going to be honest with you. I've been trying really hard not to think about what bodies I'm going to find when I get there, but I've accepted that it's not none. I'm sure the dogs are okay, though. Ruby looks at her phone and goes, you guys don't have electricity down here really, right? Uh, not exactly. I can give it a try. I just feel like my boyfriend and my best friend are probably wondering where I am. And I don't even know at this point, let's be honest. Although if you can charge her phone, I would humbly ask that you charge mine as well. I have a rough phone call to make when I get home. I, again, do you want her to try? Uh, sure. Worst case scenario, I know that Brock has a burner on him too. Ooh. Yeah, who who's she trying first? Based on your reaction, how your voice sounds, Remy. <laughs> Rude! Uh, Ruby, specifically the burner phone, not her. See, Brock wasn't that smart. Yeah, she tries to use the electricity on it, but, you know, she doesn't really understand exactly how, like, you know, the voltage is needed. Uh, the battery s- expands. Yeah. It doesn't explode, but it's, it's, you're going to need to go to, like, your, uh, your local Omnifone store. That's why I gave her the burner phone. Brock slides his phone back in his pocket. That's why I didn't give you the expensive phone. That's why I'm happy that you went first. I do like the idea that you bring the expensive phone with you, though, on adventures. Still a chance for it to get damaged. 
look, in all fairness, this didn't start off as an adventure. This started off as us hanging out at the laser hut just because, of course, Ruby would have her phone. And she still needs her phone in case, like, her parents call. Her parents don't have her burner phone number. They don't need to know she has a burner phone. And this is the rare instance where we did not choose the shenanigans. The shenanigans chose us as we were. What the queen does is she gets you access to a prototype ship from Atlantis. As you are heading out from Atlantis and you're starting to pull away and pull upwards and kind of seeing above the city, uh, you can actually like see from this distance through lights and whatnot, uh, uh, you can see like a mass migration of people. Fascinating. Well, that's going to be the next fucking thing to deal with in Atlantis. Quite a few of them seem to be coming in your direction that you're heading. I uh, kind of clapped uh, Yardak on the back and I was like, eh, it's going to be okay. We'll be here for you. You know, I feel like as much as the patriotism is a complication, this is almost like soothing to me because like I'm like, this is like, I feel like I'm really, really helping Atlantis right now. Like this, like the whole people being everything, not great, but I feel like what we're doing is going to really help Atlantis in the future. So I feel very proud of myself. Chapter 64, On a Distant Shore, Part 6. Masks and Mayhem uses the game Mutants and Masterminds 3rd Edition by Green Ronin Publishing. Wait, we're not quite done yet. So you get back, it was an automated ship, so like it lets you get off. Once you close the door, it starts its journey back to Atlantis. I used to start texting a bunch of people like, I'm alive! I'll, you, I'll explain everything later. I would say it's like the next morning, like it's been about 24 hours. They had it specifically go to a destination you set, which I imagine is not the laser hut itself, but somewhere nearby. Hey guys, been fun. Gotta go take care of my dogs. Uh, text me when you get back. We can come and make sure there's nothing that needs to be dealt with or cleaned up. I'm really scared about what it looks like in there. I hate that you're probably right about that, but yeah, come on. Uh, when you get in, um, you know, the dogs are there. They're fine, of course, uh. Kind of, they're, they're super happy you're back first off. They're like, holy shit, where's my food? So what you see is first off, the laser light is a bit dinged up. Um, like there's like a broken skylight. One of the tables is pushed over. You know, one of the computers is kind of a little like, uh, it looks like it got water damage. It's, you know, dry now, but. Oh, God damn it. That was my gaming rig. Fuck. Um, when you look around the room, there are no bodies. Um, there is a little bit of blood. However, what you do take notice of is there is essentially like almost like a black chalk outline of where bodies would be. Like you see three, you see the two guards and what looks to be Ulibrin. Oh, cool. These are much easier to clean up. I don't know, but that looks burned in. You can paint over it. Yeah, but then I'm going to want to redesign the whole place. Masks and Mayhem uses the game Mutants and Masterminds 3rd Edition by Green Ronin Publishing. We are not affiliated. The episode was edited and confronted with a being of cosmic power beyond comprehension by our own Pope Brandon Brownson, with production assistance by myself, Farsi Byler. Be sure to check out our Ko-Fi if you're interested in helping the show grow. That's ko-fi.com slash mayhemcast. Our logo art is by Jen Evans, and our font is by AJ Eisen. Our theme music is by Pope Brandon Brownson. Additional music credits, social media links, blog posts, and episodes can be found on our website at masksandmayhem.com.
his laser hut into a laser home. Uh, how did we feel? First off. I've loved this whole adventure. I am so fucking happy to be back in my own goddamn timeline. I've loved this adventure, but Ruby is very happy for Bethany to for sure be alive and not to be weird for her to like be with her boyfriend anymore. I, I again, have loved this whole arc, but Brandon the player is very anxious for the shit that Brock, the character, is going to have to do soon involving his son. Like, I can tell that I am emotionally invested because I, the player, am genuinely anxious about how that's gonna go down. And I like that all the fighting was, STOP FIGHTING! (laughs) We're fighting you because you're fighting us! If there is one thing I love, it is a good post-apocalyptic future in comic book superhero format. That delivered. Good job, sir. I can't think of any Atlantean apocalypses I've seen before, and this one was a lot of fun. I'd be interested to know what you think is coming next. Well, one, immediately dealing with Brandon's thing with uh, the little bitch out west, and then I feel like the next thing will be there's going to be some kind of bullshit with the new political system in Atlantis and with the increased coming to the Earth thing, not the Earth, the land, that there's going to be some kind of clash there ruby suffer hasn't angered many people so i feel like ruby's safe yeah beckett's finally gonna have his villain origin story <laughs> yeah let's fight beckett let's beat the shit out of that little prick god i don't know what's actually what's up next for bethany or not for, for ruby or bethany i know what's next for brock and i'm not looking great so i guess that was my curiosity is uh like everyone feels like atlantis atlantians are coming to the surface that, i mean i don't know how many at least a few it's my i don't know that they're all coming but like, I don't think that we're going to get, like, millions of Atlanteans in New York all of a sudden, but it wouldn't shock me if there were... Well, there's only about a million Atlanteans to begin with in uh, Fort Sephora. It would not surprise me if America got, say, five to 10,000 Atlanteans in the very near future. Uh, you're saying that, that the Riverside City in America might have to deal with some refugees? Yeah. Yes. I, I feel like they would probably just find a new location underwater, but I feel like some of them might come to land. 